Matthew 24. Thank you for praying. Thank you for praying. Thank you for praying. Amen. Praise God. If we do this right, God's already going to be working on you when He starts working on me. Praise the Lord. Somebody said, wow, we, we're on the same page a lot here. Well, we're in the same book. Amen. Talking to the same author. And uh, thank God for it. Praise God. Thank you for your prayers for me. And uh, again, keep on praying for those that are traveling. We miss them. And I always miss you when you're not here. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you, Lord. You are our focus. And God, everything that we see and we feel, even through one another, we know it's because of you. We love you, God. And it's, Lord, your will that we want to be done far above our own. We want... God, you to have your way. And in these last days that we are facing, God, I pray that you will help us to, to be focused, Lord, on you, to have an ear to hear what your spirit would say to the church. God, we thank you so much, Lord, for a clear sound. Lord, uh, Lord, we want more of it and have your way today. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said amen. Matthew 24, before you're seated, Jesus has just rebuked the religious leaders pretty harshly. And uh, Matthew 24, verse 3. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came on him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? And what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus said unto them, Take heed. Listen up, that no man deceive you. God bless you. You can be seated. There's so much. Some days uh, I, I struggle with what, uh, what I have to preach to you. And uh, one of these, the reasons I may struggle is there's just so much. And I want to be clear and uh, I want to be just focused in on, on what God would have for us right now. But talking about end times, talking about prophecy, is uh, there's two extremes. And often there is. It's like I've heard mentioned many times, maybe you've heard it before, kind of like a road with a ditch on either side. You can go off with, in the ditch on one side, and, and, and if you're not careful, if... You're trying so hard to stay out of that ditch, you may overcompensate and get out on the other side. There needs to be balance. There needs to be focus on, on God's will. And in these last days, there is a, a danger. Paul said perilous times would come. Amen. Dangerous times. And in his context of what God was speaking through him about, it wasn't the wars and the pestilence and the, the, the dangers of end time trouble, but it was, it was deception. It was false teachers that would try so hard to, to get disciples for themselves or try to please people. Or, but, uh, but we need the truth. The truth is what makes us free. And I know there's a lot of folks talking about Jesus, a lot of people uh, going to church this morning. Not many have the joy that we were singing about. 
Not a lot really have that satisfaction that we talk about. And, and uh, thank God we may, Lord willing, talk tonight a little bit. Sister Madeline talking about depression and, and not just not having depression, but being able to have victory and joy in your life. It is a, an error to say, well, I don't, I don't know anything about that. I don't need to know anything about that. That is an error. If you know the Word of God, this whole chapter and the following chapter is about Jesus coming back. Amen. There are many chapters, even whole books of the Bible, that are talking about what's going to happen in the end. We are not to be ignorant of the Word of God. I don't claim to have every answer to every prophecy. I tend to have a... a, a, a a belief that sometimes as the disciples were going through their walk with Jesus and right there with Him, they knew the prophecies about His first coming. And sometimes it just seemed like it was unfolding right there. And they said, hey, that's what Isaiah said. Hey, that's just just what uh, what the the, uh, the prophet said. Amen. That, that's, it's happening. That's what it was. That's what is happening right now. Yeah. And I do believe that sometimes as we move forward, we need to know that Jesus is coming back. Amen. That is our hope. Yes, that is our confidence. That Look what it says. Keep your finger there. And Well, actually, don't worry about it. Uh, turn with to me 1 Thessalonians 4. 1 Thessalonians 4. If we don't know anything about it, as these things start to come upon us, it may cause us to to fear. Like we did preach Wednesday night. Brother was talking about the message there. Expecting battles. Expecting trouble. And that's what Jesus was getting us ready for in, in Matthew 24. He told them not only about the wars and different things, earthquakes in different places, but He said, you'll be hated. My people... There's one place that says they would, they would kill the child of God, thinking they're doing God a service. Talks about family strife. People putting aside the fact that you're, you're related to, to them, have a life with them. But now, because of your cross, because of your love for Jesus, you're hated, you're persecuted. Amen. And there's a lot of that throughout Matthew 24. 1 Thessalonians 4. And you'll see these kind of terms in Matthew 24. I don't want to uh, get too in-depth, but we might later. And if you have questions, please don't hesitate to ask. 1 Thessalonians 4.15 says, For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven with a shout. With the voice of an archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. There's times where where we are going to face the, the hurt of loved ones that have gone on before us. We're going to grieve for those that have, have gone there ahead of us. The Bible says that we ought to comfort one another. There will be a reunion day. There will be a time when we see Jesus and we'll be reunited with the family of God. Amen. 
And we need to know these things so that we can, there is a comfort in knowing that there is a, a hope of heaven. The blessed hope, the Bible says, of the coming of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. 1 Corinthians 15 also talks about this great day. The word rapture is not in the Bible. But the principle of being caught up is, is there. And that's what that word means. It's a resurrection day, to be more biblically accurate. But it is a catching away. Those that have died and, and are children of God shall be raised up. And we which are alive and remain shall be caught up. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 51 says, Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. Again, that trumpet shall sound. Amen. For the trumpet shall sound, the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Then he goes on there at the end of that chapter, talks about being steadfast and unmovable and always abounding in the work of the Lord. We are aware that there's coming a day. Amen? That trumpet's going to sound. Matthew 24 talks about it. Talks about the angel coming. Talks about the shout of that angel. Talks about that trumpet, that last trumpet that will sound. And we're going to be with him. But sadly, there is kind of another rut, another uh, on the other side of the road of being unfamiliar with the, the, the prophecies of the Word of God. And there's so many. There's so many. Jesus himself taught you. We can't say, hey, I, I follow Jesus, but I'm not concerned with part of what he's talking about, about returning. That's, that's important. And too many preachers today talking about like this, this world. If you listen close enough, it sounds a whole lot like this gospel isn't about Jesus. It's about us being successful. Amen. And that, that truly to, to have real blessings is to be rich and increased with goods in this world. And I want to tell you, God's good to us. But we've got so much more than that. And, uh, but I'll tell you, there is a, uh, the Bible talks about over and over again. We use these scriptures about people who just through cunning craftiness try to deceive and a lot of, a lot of uh, things that get people's attention. Now, you know, 35 years of marriage tells a little bit about uh, my age. Amen. <laughs> no, that's not that funny. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> but, uh, but one thing it has afforded me is uh, I've been living for God. I got the Holy Ghost when I was 16 years old. I was in church uh, most of my life, uh, really all of my life, just going to church, but never really got super serious with God until I was around 16. A lot of, a lot of interesting things that led me to that time where I really knew I needed God. And since then, I have, uh, I've read the book of Revelation. I've read the book of Daniel. read Matthew 24 and other parallel passages, and I've had them... My wife's already come into the room and seen just had them written out and laid out on a, on a table and just brought together. This connects with that, and that's part of that. I've, I've been through this a lot, but I've also read a lot of books that have been, been out there on the Christian bestseller list. I've also heard a lot of prophecy ministries 
Amen. And uh, the kind of fervor that sometimes comes around, and some of you were like, what, what were you even talking about the other day? God bless you. When I said, hey, Jesus didn't come last week. Amen. Some of you were like, was he supposed to? <laughs> the only reason you're not familiar with that is you're not, you don't have your, your, your nose in things like what Brother Chris was talking about. Right. Amen. Right. And there, can I tell you, I've been there. I've, I'm telling you, I've, I heard radio, shortwave radio transmissions picked up. About the UN and the troops coming in and crossing boundaries and getting ready to, 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 to do martial law. Heard that back in the 80s. Yeah. I did. Right. From a person who heard it on, the, on their shortwave radio. Didn't hear that online. I know the person. All right. Amen. All right. I, I'm telling you, I've been through some of this. Yeah. Do I believe there is a progression? Are we getting closer and closer? Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. No doubt at all. But can I tell you, before you all get all crazy over something you've read or heard, I've been there, done that. But I've always kind of been like Mary. Mary would hear something about her baby and say, I just tuck that away and see what happens. Time will tell. I've heard some things that seem pretty, pretty crazy. And then found out there's something to that. And I've also heard some things that seem just right that ended up being pretty crazy. All right. So when you've been doing this for, for a while, you see the fads and you start to look at who's making the money. Right. You do. Yeah. Who's selling the book? Right. What's going on? What are, what are all the preachers reading these days? So... You know, that's why I think, I think it's so important. Paul said something. This is your Bible. That should matter. It doesn't really do a lot of folks. That's a sad thing. A lot of people, they hear a lot about what Jesus said, but they never take the time to dig in for themselves. This is what Jesus said. I know what he said. And I know what he was saying before he said it. I know what he said after that. I know who he was talking to when he said it and why he was saying it. Because I've looked in the Bible for myself. we got a lot of time to, to, to dig into what people are saying. And, and, and hey, I'm, I'm not a guy. I, I told you, I've read some books. But never once do they take precedence over my Bible reading. And I'm telling you, all your, your, your devotionals and all the, the, the literature that is out there and all the, the, the videos about it, if you don't have a foundation and a relationship with your Bible, a Jesus of your Bible, you are ripe for deception. Jesus said, let no man deceive. And I want to tell you, people are ripe. All you have to do, and I'm not, I'm not suggesting, but all you have to do is look a little bit into the fervor now, the emotional fervor in the political realm. And it doesn't matter who they believe, what they believe, what they've done. If they know how to trigger people's emotional response and people are losing their minds. Don't think it's not happening in church. Amen. I had somebody send me a video here a while back and they were, well, it was, it wasn't, it was sent a friend of a friend, let's just say. And, uh, it was a prophecy video and this man was, was prophesying about end times events. 
And there was some production value in this. And he, he, he would speak, and then after a while he'd pan away to, to some footage of prayer and church while he's talking about these end times. And Seriously. Sounds pretty neat, doesn't it? Like he took some time to really get in his... And I looked at that, and I said, those people are praying in a mosque. That book they opened up was not Hebrew. That was Arabic. They're, this man who's prophesying of end times is using footage of Muslims. And people are too dumb. And people are passing around. Well, you've got to hear what he says. And I'm like, are you looking at it? So I started looking up this guy, who he is. I couldn't find anything about him. Well, I don't know. It, it's, that's kind of weird. Sometimes. Because what happens with Christians a lot of times that aren't solid in their Bibles, you get something that kind of smells right and kind of goes along with what you already believe in. You get so excited about it, it's got to be right. Oh, why is it happening? It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you read your Bible today? Did you, did you read what it says about Daniel and those beasts? Because Daniel describes not only the beasts, but what they are. He'll tell you what they are. Yeah, right. Amen. Amen. These things, actually, a lot of this stuff is, is there. And if you look it up, I see this is what I've done. I learned this the hard way. I had uh, a cousin, I'll say, that was really just excited about prophecy, got me excited about prophecy, read a lot of books, heard a lot of ministries, and I got excited about it. And then I started getting excited about my Bible. This is sad to me. This breaks my heart because I made enemies. Because I went back to people that told me they loved God and loved the Bible. And I said, you know what you were saying there? That is not in your Bible. That's not there. No, really, it's not there. I know you think it's a really big book. It's got to be there somewhere. Go look for it. Because I did the t- took the time to do it. And I started finding out. I thought maybe I was going to use this time for you this morning and 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 i started just uh, you don't want me to go there i guess not right now but all the things that i have heard just a lot of the mainline denominations some of the some of the biggest prophecy uh novels and books and 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 ministries that are teaching this and i went looking for some of the stuff that everybody takes for granted and it's not there not there not even hinted at and i thought well i'm going to give one or two. And then I thought, nah, three or four, man. This is just, there's so much here just in Matthew 24 that is so completely different than, than, than what people have heard their whole lives. Right. Amen. Amen. When you hear something and go looking for a way to wrap the Bible around your preconceived idea and teaching that somebody told you, that's deception. Yes, sir. But when you go and say, challenge me, like the brother said this morning, yeah. I, I want to, I want, that the Bible direct me. And if I'm wrong, be man enough to say, I was wrong. The Bible's got to be right. right. Prophecy is one of those things. You've got Jesus saying clearly, no man knows the day or the hour. That's right. And people every year now, it's going to get worse. There's going to be more of it. There's going to be more of it. People just saying, hey, well, I know it says no man knows the day or the hour. But, but shut your mouth. Yeah, right. Yeah. Hey, I've, I've got, I know a man, I, I'm telling you, I had as much confidence, helped me in a lot of different ways, uh, just getting a fire and a zeal for the things of God. And I heard him preach over and over, you know, no man knows the day or the hour, no man knows the day or the hour. And then one day comes to our church, 
with a little book that he had read. Now, again, remember this. This doesn't sound very long ago to me, but he's got a little booklet and preaches a whole message, 88 reasons why Jesus will come in 1988. Yeah. It's a little while ago, wasn't it? That was at least three or four years ago. Seems like. 88 reasons, 88 Bible reasons why Jesus lied and said no man knows the day or the hour. I guess. So it's not new. And then, you know what? I, yeah, Jesus didn't come in 1988. And he didn't come Monday either, right? But he's coming. He's coming. You know, there's a little curveball God throws. He'll throw you curveballs. His ways are far above our ways. But you'll find out when he threw it, you were the one who was curved, not him. <laughs> but all the prophecies and all the calendar of, uh, of the Israelites of the Old Testament, he said, I'm going to cut that time short. Or else you all just kill yourselves. That's how messed up your planet is. That's how messed up your, your, your sin is. So once you're all done with your calculations, make sure you change uh, from the Julian calendar to a lunar calendar because that's what the Jews used. So you want to make sure you do that. 30 days, not 31. Yeah. You're going to try to figure out how many days. And, and of course, the Bible says a thousand years is, the, is like a, a day in the Lord. So that's all code. It's not a code. It meant something. Read the context. Amen. But I will tell you this, he's coming. Amen. And he's going to do it right. Yes. And we're going to have to get through whatever we got to get through to get to get home. Amen. We're going to have to endure to the end. Amen. Amen. Yeah. And we're going to have to keep our eyes on him. Amen. I started saying something earlier and I didn't forget. Paul said, know them that labor among you. Yeah. Never has that been more difficult for people. Not only with your mega churches, but with your internet yeah. prophets and preachers. And yeah. people got internet pastors now. That's right. That is so convenient because he'll never, he'll never make you feel uncomfortable for your sin because he's so far removed. And you don't know what he believes, and you don't really know what a lot of what he teaches about important things. Amen. Yes, sir. And uh, Paul said to the to some of the elders that he worked with in. He said, uh, you know, you know me. You know what I've been like when I've been going through hard times. You know what I'm like when I'm, when I'm fighting battles. You know my heart. You know what I... That, that's the will of God, really. Yeah. It really is. This yes, whole idea where you've got a celebrity that... Uh, praise God. It's not the will of God. Yeah. Right. There's so much that we're focusing on in these days and it has been I've seen it I've seen it over and over and over again I could I could take a lot of time this morning and just take you through different things that this was it and this is how it was happening this is how it's coming together and then I started reading my Bible yeah. with with a zeal yeah. and you know what happened I, I found out this is so much better than what they're saying more exciting yeah. Yeah. it's richer and, it, and what it'll do it'll focus you on what you need to be focused on and after everything that is said in Matthew 24, the deception and, and the uh, wars and rumors of wars and the pestilence and all these things, he follows this up 
with Matthew 25. Let's turn to it. Matthew 25 is three parables that says, this is how I want you to respond to everything I'm telling you. Because what I think is the most challenging thing of all is when I hear people saying, hey, this might just happen tomorrow. Oh, you finally believe that? See, I believed that last month <laughs> and the month before that. And it motivated me to surrender my life to Him and live for Him. See, it, it is foolish to me. Completely, utterly foolish to me to talk about all the signs and the things I've put together and then go live your life casually like, it, like you're going to live forever. And not start repenting of sin. Not start dedicating your life to saying, hey, how can I be useful to the kingdom of God? How can I plug my life into God's God's will, God's church, God's spirit more than ever before. If Jesus is coming and you're going to stand before him, how how do you look at at that and say everything is just coming to pass and everything is just so the minute details are there and then you just go and live your life your way. No, no, no. It ought to fill altars. It ought to make people tremble and say, you know what, I'm I need to start getting serious with God. This is more than a fantasy. This is more than a fairy tale. This is more than than some science fiction. And that's what it's become. Entertainment. It's become pride. I know some things, some secrets, some codes, some, some things behind the scenes. Do you walk with God? Are your sins under the blood? Are you dedicated as much as you've ever been? Amen. Look what it says in Matthew 25. Verse 1. The first parable here is the parable of ten virgins. It says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto ten virgins, which took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were wise, five were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them, but the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom tarried, they all slumbered and slept. So, you hear a lot about wars, governments, marks and beasts and things. Jesus said, my people, he's pointing to the church now, pointing to Christians, those that have come out from among them. Amen? Ten, it says. Ten virgins. Ten that are that are looking for the coming. Looking for that. See, that's what would happen in 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 uh, Bible times in Old Testament. A man would would uh, want to would engage himself to a to a, a bride, and he would go away and prepare a place for her. Amen. I make sure I got a good job. Make sure I got a good place to live. I'm going to take care of you. This isn't just some some carnal thing. I want to. I want to make sure you're provided for. And I'll. When I come back, we're going to have a life together. And that's the perfect picture of of Jesus and the church. 
But half of them were foolish, is what the Bible says. He's warning them. He's telling them right here that, hey, this is, I told you all these things that are going to show you it's soon. Now let me tell you how to apply yourselves to wisdom. Five were wise, but five were foolish. We ought to be able to say, hey, God, I want to be wise. What do you mean? In the last days, I want to be wise. Well, only half were wise, half were foolish. That ought to make you think. Just because you came to church today doesn't mean maybe maybe you still need to look a little closer. The Bible says the bridegroom tarried. He waited a little longer than maybe what they expected. You say, wow, they were talking about Jesus coming back in 1988? Yeah. Yeah, even before that. Aren't you glad he didn't come? Maybe you wouldn't have been ready. Aren't you thankful for that? He waited longer than what they expected. And you know what? They all slumbered. Every one of them fell asleep. That's why we we sound an alarm. That's why the pre you know your alarm isn't a lullaby, it's annoying. And you say, Preacher, sometimes you can be real annoying. Guilty as charged. Cry aloud, spare not, show my people their transgressions, is what the Bible says. I'm not trying to put you to sleep. I'm trying to wake you up spiritually. Amen. Five were wise, five were foolish. They all fell asleep. But the alarm went out. Hey, the bridegroom cometh. Now you find out. They all had to wake up. They all had to, had to recognize we are right there at the end. But five were prepared. Five were filled up with the oil. Yeah. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Five were in church. They were considered virgins. They were dedicated. They came to church. There were some things in their life. They didn't do that anymore. They were cleaning their lives up, but they weren't filled up with the oil. Yeah. Oil in a lamp is fuel for the light. Jesus said, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses. Amen. Brother was talking about not hearing anything about the Holy Ghost in churches. Foolish virgins. Not prepared. Say, well, that's just an option. That's What? That's just a good thing. That's just a gift that's that's a little extra. Where did you read that? Not in your Bible. These five foolish virgins at the very end came running to those that were filled up. Hey, now pray for me. Now I want some. Whatever it takes, I'm ready. Hey, hey, wait, hey, wait. It's too late now. Come on. Jesus told them, all these things are happening. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Are you filled with His power? I didn't ask you what happened 20 years ago. I'm telling you, are you filled? Be filled with the Spirit is what the Bible says. God will fill you. God will renew you. You've got to be ready. We all have trimming to do. We all have examining to do. We all need to wipe the, the sleep out of our eyes. But if you come to this last day and you're not filled, you're going to be left behind. Amen. I know there's a lot of left behind ideologies, but it's false stuff to think you're on a, somehow now all of a sudden you're going to get another chance. And no, this is it. Be filled with the Spirit. Get called up to be with Him. Because those five foolish virgins, you read about it, it doesn't end well for them. You know all the end times. You're familiar with what's going on. You know He's coming soon. Be filled with the Spirit. 
Be filled with Jesus. Be filled with His power. Get a Holy Ghost baptism like the Bible teaches. Amen. Hallelujah. It's for you. It's for your children. It's for all that are far off. You won't be able to stand in the last day without His power living in you. You drop down to Matthew. Down in Matthew 25. I want to drop to to the middle of this second parable. Verse 21 of Matthew 25. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. Number one, be filled. Jesus is coming soon. Be filled. Signs are being fulfilled. Be filled. You hear that? You see what's going on? You hear something that seems like it fits together? Be filled. Amen. There's, There's no other reasonable response to that. Hey, let me tell you what I heard is going down. Be filled. And be faithful. Well done, good and faithful servant. That's what Jesus is going to say to his children that were good and faithful. What does that mean? God opened the door for you. God made a way for you. God has put you, given you his, his gifts, his calling, his love. Are you living for him with it? Are you doing everything you can be doing for him? Are you, are you being a faithful servant to him? With the time that you have? With your family? With your place in the church, are you a good and faithful servant? Are you reliable that God can work in you? Hey, God wants to use you. God wants to work through you to encourage somebody, to help somebody, to bless somebody, to shine your light to somebody, to win somebody to Jesus. Can He count on you? Are you faithful? Too many people. Too many people. They've got that talent and they hid it away. God said, I want you to do something with it. To be good and faithful means I can count on you. Can God count on you? Can God count on you to do His will? To take what He's blessed you with and do something, do what He wants you to do with it? Are you faithful with what He's blessed you with? Everybody in here, I know you know it. You're blessed. You're so blessed. God's been so good to us. You've got some battles. You've got some trials. You Maybe your health. But you're blessed. What are you doing with what you have? Do you care? Are you trying to be a help, a blessing? Or, or do you just take? Are you a burden? Don't be a burden. Be faithful and good. Say, I know Jesus is coming. I know. I see it. This, I don't know how this world can go on much longer and all the things that are happening. Then be faithful. Live this day for Him. Put Him first in your life. Are you faithful in prayer? Are you faithful in His Word? Are you faithful to, to have a heart that when you get up in the morning, I want to I shine your light, God. Well, praise God. Last time you went out to the grocery store or some place of business and you thought, I'm an ambassador for the kingdom of God. 
God, shine through me. I don't know if I'll get to invite anybody to church, but Lord, if I can be a kind friend, if I can, be a, if I can bear some good fruit, Lord, you can count on me. Hello? Open the, open the doors, God, for me. I, I, want, I want to do something for you. Be faithful. We are so preoccupied with so much. Hey, you've got a family. You've got a job. You've got responsibilities. Be faithful in those responsibilities. I'm not saying you just have to go out and quit everything. And, and I, there's this lie that somehow, oh, you know, if, if I do it the way they preach it, I ought to just quit everything, go out in the woods and pray. No, no, no. Listen, John the Baptist, slow down. No. Be be be. Be awesome in your home for Jesus. Be awesome on your job. Shine light. Show them you've got something better than they've got. Show them something. Not not arrogant or proud, but just serve people, love people. Amen. This is what Jesus said. You really believe Jesus is coming? Get to work. Get to work. Do something for Him. Think about it. Pray about it. Stop being self-centered and start thinking about how you can be faithful with what God's given you. Matthew 25, drop down a little bit. We're going to read verse 37. It says, Then shall the righteous answer saying, answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? When saw we thee sick or in prison or came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily I say unto you, and as much as you have done it, unto one of the least of these, my brethren, you have done it unto me. You really believe Jesus is coming. You really believe that. You really believe He could come. You really believe prophecy is being fulfilled. That really matters to you, that you're going to see Him break through the clouds one day like we read. That really matters that one day you're going to hear that trumpet sound. The shout of the archangel. You really believe that someday soon you're going you're gonna to rise up to meet Him. Be ready. Be filled. Be faithful. And be compassionate. It's time to stop fussing about ridiculous things. The Bible says when you've done it unto the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. You believe Jesus is coming soon? It's time to get our attitudes right. It's time to stop bickering and fussing and start loving and helping and blessing. You let God. You say, I don't want to be taken advantage of. You let God even the balance. You keep loving. You keep helping. You keep looking for those that are hurting and and bring strength and blessing to them. If you really believe that Jesus is coming. You're not going to walk past the problem. You're going to try to help and be a part of the solution. If you really believe Jesus is coming, you're going to recognize there's there's uh, no big eyes and little U's. You're going to look past your buddies and your friends and look to that one that's lonely. Look to that one that's ignored. Look to that one that, that nobody sees value in and say, you know what? There's Jesus. Amen. I'm not going to just make sure I can scratch the back of somebody who can scratch mine. I'm going to minister, love, and serve because Jesus identifies Himself with the least. 
We think too highly of ourselves. Without Jesus, we were the least. In this world, nobody spent time looking after us. Nobody cared about us so often. But now we're in His kingdom. Now the least matters. Amen. It's not they're, they're too young, they're a bother. That's what the Pharisees were like. Oh, they're too old, they're wasting my time. That's, that's evil. Yeah. I almost said foolish. It's worse than that. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Oh, well, they don't, they, they, they just are kind of, no, no, that's, that's, that's Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Jesus said, when you've done it to them, you've done it to me. And he cast them in the outer darkness where there's weeping, wailing, gnashing of teeth. When they didn't do those things, if you believe Jesus is coming. You need to start looking at people. Yeah. Oh, it's so hard. I, Brother Foster, you preached it. It's, it's hard to love people. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. You need to be filled. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. You need to care. Yeah. You need to see a bigger picture. Yeah. It's more than... How did Jesus pray for the ones that were crucifying Him? Yeah. We need to be filled with His Spirit. That's right. Amen. Yeah. The climate today... In our culture, without a doubt, without any doubt at all, is being manipulated. And it is causing people to hate people. Amen. People who claim to be Christians act hateful towards people because of their political views. You'll never win a soul. And here, well done. By hating people you disagree with. But that is the common theme of the day. Hatred being stirred up more and more. It's why it's easy to love people you disagree with if you're not filling your mind and your heart with all this garbage of, of you know, Jesus is going to come. And that kingdom is what we're looking toward. What he does in this nation, what he does in this world before that, we just pray, God, I'm going to buckle up and, and you use me to shine your light. Yeah. Amen. You use me to just do everything you can. But the bottom line is, I'm going to have to start loving my neighbor. Like Jesus said. Amen. If the Bible says love your enemy, now Jesus said that. Hello? That's just kindergarten. That's, that's kindergarten Sunday school. Loving your enemy. Amen. Amen. We ought to be able to get along. We ought to be able to help folks. Bless people. In spite of whatever they're involved in. Amen. Well, praise God. I I, I don't like it one bit either. Praise the Lord. But to be a part of the solution means to care. To love. And to show kindness. Amen. Amen. Because whether I agree with them or not. They were worth the blood of Jesus. And some folks don't believe that anymore. That's the truth. They don't believe they're worth the blood of Jesus. They're so angry and full of hate. You're being manipulated. And behind it all, that's the devil. Amen. That is. If the devil, you say, oh, it's a devil what they're doing in this world. It's a devil what they're doing in the government. It's a devil what they're doing in the schools. It's a devil making you hate people. This world has always been worldly. Paul was in a place. You look, will you just study ancient Rome for a little while? We're almost there. All right. But yeah. we're not yet. Yeah. He's reaching out to folks That's that right. were imprisoning his friends, killing his friends. Yeah. 
murdering his that's friends. Right. Yes, they right. murdered his savior. Yeah. That is the truth. Amen. That's right. Perversion was the norm. It was that's accepted. Right. Yeah. We're heading that direction more and more and more. We're abusing children. I'm telling you, you can see it. If you think I'm just ranting, I'm not. Right. I mean, this is this is the reality of it. That's right. Amen. Amen. Well, praise God. We need to keep our eyes on just loving, being what Jesus told us to That's be. Right. Amen. Be careful what you're filling your mind and your heart with. Fill it with the Word. Yeah. Fill it with Jesus. Yeah. You reach out, love people, and care about people. Because Jesus is coming. And when you're not doing unto them the least of these, my brethren, you're not doing it unto Him. If you believe Jesus is coming soon and you're going to stand before Him someday, be filled. Be faithful. And show compassion. Because you'll stand before Him one day. And I want you to hear well done. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. God, help us. There's so much evil in the world. And we're seeing it all just come to a... coming together in a way that is... Well, it's biblical. It's prophetic. I asked a man one time, just kind of, well, I wasn't, it wasn't me. I was standing with a friend and at work and one of the truck drivers came in and said, man, what's this world coming to? And my friend said, an end. An end. It is. But Listen. God told us what to keep our eyes out for and what to see, what to recognize. But He told us how to respond. I want to say boldly today, if you've not been filled with the Holy Ghost, God wants to fill you and you need it more than ever before. He wants to put His power in you. This word becomes a new book to you when you have His Spirit working in you. Your view of the world and what it even means to be a Christian, when God's Spirit dwells in you, it's more than just the traditions of this world, the man-made denominations, and the fads that are going through the churches today. Oh no, it's truth. If you're filled with the Holy Ghost today, God wants you to be calling you to be faithful. To be a laborer. To be a blessing, a help for His kingdom. To show compassion to those around you. Come on. Let's pray. Let's, let's take some time and talk to the Lord.